Blog Talk Radio. Spirit You on Blog Talk Radio. This show is a collaboration between five women and Spirit or Universe, all brought to you by www.mindbodyspiritu.com. That's the letter U. There are weekly shows on Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, two Wednesdays a month at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and two Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time covering topics about all things healing, spiritual, metaphysical and we even throw in a bit of science. Many of our shows include time for you to ask for assistance on your journey and you will be able to experience some amazing healing modalities and receive guidance, authentic spiritual guidance, right here, right now. Many are aware of the quickly changing perspectives about our mind, bodies, and spirit. And that's exactly what we are here to discuss. So please join us in the spiral of life, and together we will learn, grow, and heal. Now let's get started with today's show. Hi everyone and welcome to the Holistic Health Hour with me, Holistic Life Strategies Coach, Aleka Thovelson. And as you know, this is a show all about looking at our bodies and our lives and our relationships through a holistic or whole perspective. So that would be mind, body, spirit, soul. And I must say, it is so nice to be back. Um, I took a bit of a break from the show for the holidays. And um, at the same time, I was also finishing up a advanced coaching certification. That was totally awesome, but it took up a ton of my time. Um, and then life sort of stepped in um, in the way as I dealt with a couple big blows, um, specifically around losing two people that were a big part of my life. And so I have been navigating the terrain of grief of late. Um, and it's, it's certainly not easy, you know, but it's a part of life. So I have moved forward with the intention of staying very present through this and just embracing whatever I am and was feeling. So that meant some inward reflection time was needed. And um, so I took some time off. And I felt really good, um, and I've worked through a lot. And I'm beginning to feel more um, like being out and extending outward again. So here I am, back on the radio. And I'm hoping to do more and more podcasts Um, I really love it. I just need more time in the day to get all the stuff I love done. Um, I may be cutting the the shows a bit shorter just so I can have a little more time. Um, 
do more and, and have the shows be a little less. I don't know. I say that now, and then I'll probably get to talking, and they'll be long. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, and I, I really miss, you know, all the feedback um, because I haven't been doing shows. I absolutely love getting your feedback and um, hearing your questions and the show ideas that you all give me. So you can always feel free to connect um, with me via my website, alekasky.com, www.alekasky.com. Or you can always find me and any of the other Mind, Body, Spirit ladies at Mind, Body, Spirit, You. That's the letter U. Um, you find me either place and get all my info, contact info, phone, Facebook. It's all there, all LinkedIn. Um, so, yeah, how's this year been for you guys, right? Um, I know it's, it's the end of February, so it's it's already two months in, Um but have you been feeling the the air of transition and change that is in full effect right now? Um, because I have, and I'm hearing it from the front lines, you know, with, with my clients for sure, that there's a lot getting stirred up. There's a lot happening. I've personally felt it, you know, just the in, increased in intensity with some of um, the life events that have, that have occurred for me. Um, so there's there's certainly lots of energy of change and shift showing up right now, which you know essentially means growth and evolution, but um, it's not always the easy way to get there um, because it means that you know that to move into something new that the old has to be let go of, um, and the old is is where we find our attachment to stuff and people and, and ways of being. So it's it's not always easy. Um, there's certainly a lot of loss right now. There's, there's that element that's happening, knowing that that is part of change, that we can't move into new territory unless we let go of where we're standing, unless we move from where we're standing. We can't have new ideas and new beliefs without letting go of the old ones. And so... You know, that, that there's a lot of that coming up. There's a lot of kind of coming to terms with um, where we are and where we're going. So if you've felt that intensity in your life, and you, you're not alone. Um, and I might do some upcoming shows on just kind of what cycles are emerging for us collectively and what's going on. Um, and there is a lot going on. So, of course, if you ever want to know more specifically what's going on with you, um, for the year, what energetic cycles are emerging, and just where change is showing up, and, and maybe even more importantly, how to navigate through those changes um, in a conscious and productive way, you are always welcome to contact me to, um, to help you assist, to assist with that. That's, that's what I do. Um, but for tonight's show, I want to go back to one of my favorite areas of study and where I actually started in my professional practice all those years ago. Um, and it's, I wanted to do this at the beginning of the year because it was sort of like New Year, resolutions, um, you know, in that, in that vein, but I'm a little late. Um, I get it. You know, but at the beginning of the year, we get into that. And maybe it's perfect. It's probably perfect, right, that I'm doing it now. But at the beginning of the year, we get into that resolution time. And what is the number one resolution that we hear? Um, you guessed it, 
right? Weight loss, losing weight. It, we Typically that is always at the top of the list, and it was again. So tonight's show is going back to my roots, right? It's where I started. Is all about weight, body image from this more holistic perspective. This is a huge topic. Um, it has many, many facets and degrees of severity in people's lives and all kinds of different nuances on how it shows up. So we may take a piece of it tonight and then certainly um, move forward with it in upcoming shows. I, I, a large percentage of my practice is still working with primarily people with weight issues. And as we know, when life issues emerge, especially when we're looking from this holistic perspective, whether it's weight, whether it's relationships, whether it's um, wanting change, is finding purpose, purpose, what's my purpose in life, all of those things, at, at a fundamental level, they all lead us back into the same spaces. But food is a big one. Weight is a big one. Our body, our body image is a big one. And it's part of that place that we can tap into to lead us back into those deeper places that are really the places that we need to focus. So I got my start working with eating disorders. Um, and, well, I actually I should back up. I actually got my start in eating disorders by having one um, and then working through recovery, deciding that I really wanted to help other people with this. So I certainly know from what I speak from a personal and professional level I, I do have a degree in holistic nutritional counseling as well as specialized coach training in eating or food psychology. So it's a, it's a huge area of study for me, and I find it fascinating partly because it's so pervasive in our culture. And it's, it's really everywhere these days. that We get so many different mixed messages about what's appropriate eating, what's healthy, what's not healthy, what should we do, what diet. So it's, and, and that, that's just one vein. And then we have the media and, and what body weight means. And if you're thin, that means something. And if, you're, if you have excess weight, that means something. And it's, it's very symbolic to, to this, this disconnect that we have in, in our psyches around acceptance and vulnerability. But... Um, it's, it's certainly something that's really pervasive out there. So I think it's a good place to look because it's, it's such a big topic that many of us have some, either we know somebody or we, we, we share this particular issue. So the first thing I want to say about that is that health and freedom is entirely possible. But finding that is likely going to require that you shift from an old way of thinking, old habits, and, and familiar is another way to say that, familiar ways of being, and tackle this issue in a whole way. Sort of indicative to what I mentioned earlier about going from a place that you know to a place that you may not know so well, maybe more unfamiliar. And that can be a scary thing. That can be a scary thing. But that's what real change is all about. So along those lines, if we're talking about weight, 
we're talking about food, we're talking about body Im image issues, then as we do all the time on this show, we are actually being called to take a much deeper look at just what's going on, what we are eating, and who we are when we're eating, and why we're eating what we're eating, and why we're eating how we're eating. We are going to be called to look at this um, at the level of belief, what we really believe about ourselves and our lives, what we're told and what's stuck, what we believe about our weight and what that means on a much deeper level. So going deeper into this issue, like going deeper into all the issues, is a call to look at the parts that we are really hiding, the parts that we may not want to look at what we are literally either stuffing or starving for, right? Good metaphors for this issue, good words. Food really is just the medium that we are using to, to, to act out these bigger issues in our lives. And I know I say that a lot on this show, that you've know, you got to go inward to find your way out, that these, these issues are really a, a much bigger thing. It's like that iceberg, you know, where the, the things on the surface is the surface of the iceberg, but what's underneath is so much more. There's so much more there. So to really work through this, we have to sort of traverse to deeper depths to find what is really going on, what is at the root of the issue. And I think, I mean, I've heard this. I think this is the new sort of... Um, collective belief, at least I hope it is, that diets don't work. I think it's I think it's changing. I think now this doesn't mean that there aren't still diets coming out and people still going back to diets and nowadays we're going back to like old diets I'm hearing um, through my practice that the blood type diet somehow is reemerging or um, all, all these different diets. They, they don't ever seem to go away. But I, I hear more and more that uh, people are... are, are rather than looking for a new diet, are saying things like, I have to make a lifestyle change, or I know that this is a lifestyle change. And so that's progress, and I think that that is true, but I will suggest that even that, I think, stays at the surface a bit. Um, and what I've found with this particular issue is that we, we tend to know what it is that we need to eat and, and how much to exercise and what that looks like. It, so there doesn't seem to be, and in fact, I, I will say this, most of my eating disorder clients um, tend to know more or as much about nutrition than I do. We tend to be very well educated around these things, sometimes too much because we get all these conflicting messages and that can cause confusion. But more or less, you know, this issue is not an issue about education but more about implementation, or we know what to do, but how do we do it? And more importantly, why are we not doing what we know is best for us? You know, if, for example, gluten doesn't agree with us, but, and we know this, it's a loving thing. It's coming from a place that we get body sensations that tell us this. Why is it that we have a hard time doing that? Is it just habit or is it something deeper? That's the kind of stuff we want to really look at. If you want to really increase your exercise um, and, and serve your body in that way, that you know that that would feel good to you, that that would give you a sense of vitality, 
in some ways, that that's where your, your body is calling for movement, then why is it we have such a hard time making those changes? If you're really wanting to reevaluate what you eat and maybe eat from a more intuitive place and, and your body is telling you that it, it would like to eat more whole grains, not necessarily our head is telling us. I think that, that can be part of the problem, and that's something that I've talked, to, I've talked about on past shows, but we really want to change to eating more intuitively. Then why can't we do that? Why, why is that so hard? Why do we not trust ourselves? These are much deeper issues that emerge when we start tackling this particular one. So I, you know, and I know I've, I talk about this. I talked about this in many past shows that to create change, we have to go to the root, the deeper and deeper, right, um, to bring those hidden beliefs up into light. And working from this perspective is really helpful to find what is really going on rather than manage symptoms, which is what I would think diets kind of do. They manage our symptoms. They, they sort of put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound where we change our behavior to an extent, but it's not that effective because it doesn't change at the core. It doesn't change from the bottom up. It tries to change from the top down, and it just doesn't stick. It might be effective for a short period of time, but, you know, the statistics on dieting is 98% is of them fail, meaning they, they don't last for longer than a year and a half. So we go right back to the old patterns. So this is really that holistic approach that I utilize when working with clients and in my practice, that we believe, or I believe, that each facet of ourselves has influence and sway to every other part that we are these whole beings and we have lots of different places and every single person that comes looks a little different. And, and maybe we need to focus more on the physicality versus the, the, the spiritual or the psychological aspects of someone's life. But, or not, you know, maybe nine times out of ten it's more the other way around, where we need to focus less on the actual physical behavioral things that we need to do differently and more on the psychological beliefs, what's, what's kind of at those deeper layers, the sense of purpose, a sense of being connected to, to, to your intuition, to your sense of knowing, to that spiritual, however you see that way, right? Um, so this is really that holistic approach, what I'm describing. And I, I kind of wanted to start here, that I, I just wanted to highlight one point I told you it's not going to be super long today. I just wanted to highlight one point, and it's the place that I often start with many of my clients, and that is compassion. I think that um, it, is, it is utterly lacking in, in, our, in, in the truest sense of the word in our, in, our, in our society in many ways, compassion, and specifically self-compassion. And... You know, so many people that come in to see me are, are at their wit's end or they're, they're in a huge shame spiral. They've, you know, tried everything. They may feel like a failure and, and they're not that happy with themselves. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of feelings of I've done everything I can and I'm at, I don't know what else to do. And, you know, whether whatever stuff we're talking about, whether we're talking about food stuff, we're talking about life stuff, whatever stuff, quote-unquote, we're carrying, 
you know, this, this all can weigh us down, and it can make us feel, you know, quite unworthy or quite bad about ourselves if we don't. It, it's sort of this black or white thinking that, that we develop, in, in this world, and, and certainly we can attribute that to some of the conditioning that we get, that it's good or bad, it's right and wrong, it's sort of that duality that, that we live with. But I really see this a lot. People walk in and say, oh, I'm such a failure, you know, or I, I can't believe I can't lose weight, and that means that, um, you know, I'm a terrible person in some way. And I think this is, is really part of the problem, this this if we succeed, quote-unquote, succeed, then we can feel good about ourselves. It's this con- conditional approach to self-worth and self-value that I'm talking about. That if we, could, if we were thin enough, then we would be worthy. If we were eating certain foods, then that would mean something. You know, if, if we are perfect in some ways, then we can value ourselves. We, we don't cut ourselves much slack here. It is, it is very black and white thinking. It's very if-then thinking. We're either a failure or a success. We're, we're beautiful or we're ugly. We are enough or we are not nearly enough. You know, so this, this kind of setup brings up a, a mindset that we never feel good enough or lovable. And this is the thinking that causes this same cycle that keeps replaying. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. So we're going to use, we're going to use food and weight because that's what we're talking about today. But really, put yourself in any – you can sort of replace any life area that you'd like to change. You know, whether it's you'd like to stop drinking, you would like to um, – feel more committed to your meditation practice, you would whatever it is that you feel in your life that's holding you back, a relationship that you keep going back to, these old patterns that keep emerging that you know are not serving you, but you stay there, right? You stay there. So here we are. We're on another diet, right? Okay, we're going to fix this thing that's wrong with us, right? And... Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to find a diet. Maybe we go to the bookstore and we read some books or we call our friends or we look at the latest trends. This is it, right? This is the thing. This is the way that we're going to feel, purify ourselves into that space of being able to love ourselves. This is the place that will make us worthy. This is the thing that we need to do. So we get on another diet or a fast. That's a, that's a famous one. It's, it, and I'm not saying, no, hear me when I say that. I don't think all fasting is incorrect. I and I don't think necessarily changing your eating habits are incorrect. I think it's about intention and why we're doing it. So we get, we get on another diet, right? And making sure to note here that the intention is what? What is the intention, okay? So, or fast. I'm swearing off this thing. Today I change my life because I am that bad. And it lasts for a while. We get motivated. We get psyched. We're going to, you know, we're going to do these things. It, maybe we do do the diet or we stay on the fast. And, but we're not necessarily diving into anything that's coming up. We're just staying really fixated on changing our behavior, right? Now, there, and there's probably a lot coming up, specifically if we take away whatever food, um, if that's what we're using, you know, that we've used to deal with our feelings or some such thing, then it will probably emerge. But that's not where we're putting our focus, right? So 
it lasts for a while. We might do this for a while. But since it's, we're not actually dealing with the deeper issue, the problem, the real issue, is actually much, much deeper. It, it doesn't work. Something happens, and we either rebel or we give up. And when we do that with this black or white mindset, we go right back to, the, to whatever it was we were trying to change. So we're talking about food here. So we either binge, we purge. If, if we're working with um, restricting, then we start restricting again, and we, we get off of our healthy eating plan. Whatever it is, we go back to it. And we usually go back deeper into it as if we're making up lost time. You know, um, if we're working with alcohol, if that's our issue, then we might go on a drinking binge, and it's worse. It doesn't, it doesn't get better, right? Um, and we may stay there for a while, wallowing in that. You know, when we look at it statistically, the longer we do this, the, the, more, the, the longer the cycles get. This typically doesn't improve with time, these cycles. So we stay there. Now, now we're in that sort of phase. And we're not dealing with our issues there either. There might be stuff arising, but again, we're just distracting ourselves with what we're doing, um, actively using whatever thing we use to distract ourselves. But that doesn't work either because we feel terrible there as well. We're not actually dealing with the deeper issues. So then we tell ourselves we have to get back on track. Right? We've got to get back on track. We've got to do what we've got to do to fix this finally, once and for all. So we research another thing, another diet, another way of eating. I've got to go back to, I gotta go back to you, know, um, you know, eating paleo, or I've I got to cut out all sugar again, or I've got to do this thing because I'm, I'm, I'm off track. So we put ourselves back in to the imprisonment of, of containment, whatever that is, to whatever we're trying to contain, and we're back at the beginning again. And we keep doing this, and we keep doing the same things and expecting different results, which is the definition of insanity, right? We keep doing it over and over again, expecting it will be different this time, that this fast will work this time, that this diet will work this time, and it will all be better. But the problem is it's, all of that is distracting us from, a, from much, much deeper issues. So my first advice is that we stop the madness, right? We, we end the war. We stop the cycle. Just get off the train. Recognize that it's not working. And I think this is where we can bring in compassion, right? I think compassion can get us, get us off of this insanity train. It's the beginning phase of looking at the deeper issues. I think it has to start with compassion, Right? And, and, and what does that mean exactly? It means that we're never going to get to a space of self-love or self-acceptance or valuing ourselves by beating ourselves into submission. And we will never get there by playing the victim. I see compassion as, as aligning those two spaces. It's not allowing ourselves to wallow in our victim, poor me story. And it's not beating ourselves with judgment into this space of, change, right? What we really crave is love and peace and acceptance. And we, we will never find those things by walking a path lined um, with stones of deprivation and restriction and judgment and resentment. We, we will never starve enough, eat enough, 
judge enough, compare enough, or punish enough to feel peace or joy. And we will never feel peace and joy if we're in the, the, the victim stance either of how bad my life is and how, how horrible things are. Neither one of those places, neither one of those paths end in joy. Because the, the path we walk determines where we end up. So if we're in a space of, of judgment and re, you know, resentment towards ourselves and restriction and, and deprivation, then that's where we end up. We actually feel bad. We don't feel better. And it's the same with the poor me strategies you know, and the coping strategies that we utilize there. I mean, I know that's a huge order, and I, I don't expect you even to maybe be able to do it, um, to say, I want you to just accept yourself and love yourself now, right? I, I know that that might be difficult to do um, at this moment. So can you begin by just having compassion for yourself? And, and to think about that, think about how you would treat a friend that was struggling with something to offer them a sense of compassion, right? What might you do? You might listen. You might let them speak. You wouldn't judge them or maybe even give them any advice. You would just hold them in that space. You would allow them to be right where they were, you know, wherever that is. Whatever feelings that were emerging, they could have them. Right? And, and you, would, you would listen and you would honor and you would, you would allow them to be where they were. And I think that that's a really good place because that is really the place that we, when we're actually real with ourselves, when we can actually say, this, this is what I'm feeling, then, then the deeper things be, can, can actually create the space to start emerging. You know, when, when you're having a tough day and someone says, what's up? And they're one of those people that can really hold that space for you you automatically feel open. You know, you want to share. That's the space that I think we need to create for ourselves. A sense of compassionate listening without judgment and just being where we are. That, that's, that's that first element of that. The second element of that is to recognize that what you are doing, especially if it revolves around food, since that's what we're talking about today, but really anything in your life, what you are doing, you are doing because it serves a function. And one thing I have learned about habitual coping strategies, of which food and weight issues typically are, um, is that they work. I mean, they, they do have an important function. Perhaps they are protecting you or they've served you. You know, they've, they've kept you safe in a perceived positive way. If, if they weren't in some way um, serving us, then we would not do them. Now, this is to say that they probably have served us at some time in our life. Say you were growing up and you lived in a very tumultuous or chaotic household, and you know that peace that you found was when you could sit in your room in the evening and eat ice cream, or tor you know tortilla chips and guacamole while watching your favorite show would would silence the noise around you. That perhaps 
you know, you had trauma in your life that you, you, you were sexually abused or, or traumatized in some way, then that weight that you carry might very well protect you from being seen. And that's important, that there was an important element where whatever it was you were doing served you. I think that's important to begin there. Rather than beginning from a place of war and hatred, to recognize that what we've done have served us, but it no longer does. It just doesn't anymore. It's, it's like um, a brace holding up a new chute, you know, one of those bamboo poles that you set next to it. It may have helped you on some level. Maybe it was the, your friend. It was the only thing that you felt like you could turn to. But now you're a full-grown tree, that's being stifled by the pole. It, it needs to let it go because you need, to, you need to grow and you need to change. So now that thing that may, you may have perceived as keeping you safe is now keeping you stuck. So change means that it will require that you learn new skills and develop new tools to deal with the same old stuff but by looking at the coping strategy that you've utilized up until now can be very helpful so we can recognize what it is you're actually looking for so we can develop a new skill to help you get to that space. So at that, at that juncture, you know, when we get into a space of compassion and we get into a space of... Um, even looking at whatever it is that we're trying to change through the lens of, of compassion and perhaps even serving us, then we can move into the next stage, which is accountability. And this is, which is a very, very loving place to be. And, and I, I mean accountability in a taking stock of being honest with ourselves about where we really are. What, what's working? What isn't working? What do we want to do differently and why? Accountability is, can lead us to self-improvement. And self-improvement is great, right? I, I see self-improvement as always wanting to grow and, and always wanting to evolve and being willing to go through the, the life lessons that emerge to, to, to help us in that direction. But there's a difference between wanting to improve and having to improve to feel okay. There's that, that space of perfection that can show up here, that more of that black or white thinking. It's a fine line. Wanting to grow comes from a place of compassion and acceptance of recognizing our shadow and our light, that we are whole beings, that we are made up of of all kinds of things. And just because we have these darker places doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us. It just means we're whole. It means we're human. If we're coming from a place of having to improve, to feel okay, that, that energy is more about trying to hide those parts of us so we don't see them. So there's a difference between the two. And I certainly think that moving through this issue is, it's important to recognize that. It's important to recognize that by looking at the very things 
that causes you to want to eat or want to restrict, you will actually find the healing that you're looking for. So accountability is that first step to maybe doing some of this work. And this is where we can ask ourselves some important questions about, you know, what, what do we think the goal of releasing weight will give us? And, and what were the messages that we got around being thin or being overweight, quote-unquote? What were the stories that we tell ourselves about what will happen if we release weight? What are the stories we tell ourselves about what will happen if we don't? And what are the stories that come up around our willingness to let go of these coping strategies? Imagining this part gone from our life, what would that mean and how would that feel? It's, It's quite amazing when we're honest with ourselves about those questions. And, and what actually can emerge? Because I, I can see much, you, we would think that we would be so happy and we would feel so free and light, and that could be true. But there might be a lot of fear that emerges in, these, in this self-examination. So th- those, those questions are giving you a, 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 the beginning of, or a glimpse of going inward to the places that really need to be looked at. So those three things, Right, compassion, um, and and those the two facets of compassion, and then becoming accountable. I think are the, are the beginning ways that we can change, and an aspect of accountability that I want to offer is also support. Support around getting help when we need it, asking for help when we need it, something I have been learning a lot about in the last few months as I've been navigating through some grief, um, that we don't always have our own answers. And looking at our own shadow is hard. It's hard hard because we have this innate sort of psychological function where when we start looking at these parts of ourselves, we we tend to, to go deeply into habitual patterns of don't look there, right? Um, and I have, I certainly, you know, grasp that and know that and still have to remind myself that it's really good to go outward, that I really don't know. And, and many times I don't have the answers that um, I can seek about myself, that it's important to, to be able to, to ask for help. It's part of that compassionate and accountable places that we've been talking about today. So if you need help, ask for it, you know, and, 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 and do the work that it takes to get you to the place that you want to go. Because, you know, I'll say again that I think we really, really all crave a few fundamental things, and that is to feel loved, to feel at peace, um, to feel abundant, and th- those are absolutely possible. Those are absolutely possible. But we're not going to find peace with our food, um, with our bodies, and with our lives by declaring war on it and fighting against it, but rather going deeper into it and letting, letting it lead us into the places that we may be afraid to go, but where we need to go 
because it's really by going inward that we find our way out. And it's really by going inward that we find our deepest gifts and our, our lightest, most brilliant light and where we are really able to be whole. So that's my message for, for you, you all today around this, this issue um, of weight and, just, and, and body and, and where to start. So let's start there. As always, if you have any feedback on the show, if you have anything that you'd like to share, perhaps your own personal journey with this, I welcome it. I welcome feedback. Um, again, find me at www.alekasky.com or at Mind, Body, Spirit, You. If you would like a little more insight into your own issues and breaking patterns, um, perhaps around maybe food and your weight, please feel free to, to, to contact me with any questions um, or, or thoughts that you have. I've helped, I don't know how many people now, working through this issue in particular, but you know, life issues in general, through this sort of inward and then going outward focus. So I appreciate your, your listening today, and um, I hope it was helpful. I look forward to the next time. Until then, take care. Hi, everyone.